Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm J.V. Hampton Van Sant. And welcome to Wannabe Film Buffs. Hashtag Movie Monday Edition, where we break off from the regular list and talk about something a little different. Hi, everyone. Um, it's Million Ways to Die in the West Day. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not how the fuck that goes. It's hashtag movie Monday. Um this these episodes will come out on Monday, and they are decidedly not in the top two fifty on IMDB. Yes. Um this one I understand why it wasn't, <laughs> but I also think that was a goddamn shame. And that goes into a thought that I had, which is that comedies don't really wind up in the top 250. Yeah, very rarely. And that is horseshit and a problem. <laughs> like, that is fully a problem. Like, because comedies are the... I find that comedies are usually the movies that make people feel the best. Yeah. And don't, like, upset people. Like... It's also not pretentious and not trying to, like, move people to tears or whatever. Like, it's just funny. Or if it's moving people to tears, it's tears of laughter, which happened for me during this. (laughs) Um, And given how long this fucking synopsis is, I am certain that we will talk about it. That we will talk about the scene specifically. Um, So... uh, yeah, so, all right, let's start in the most logical of places, which is general facts about this movie. Yes, indeed. Uh, it was released in 2014, uh, directed by Seth MacFarlane, written by Seth MacFarlane, uh, Alex Sulkin, and Wellesley Wilde. No Oscars, but nominated for four Razzies, which I feel should be given the same amount of attention as Oscars. <laughs> I agree. Um because every movie that, like, every movie that I have watched that, like, definitely won a Razzie, I've actually enjoyed them, even if they were incredibly shitty. Yes. And I don't think this one is shitty. No. Like, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, especially what it was nominated for, because, <laughs> let's dive in, uh, yeah. nominated uh, Worst Actor, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, one one by Kirk Cameron in Saving Christmas. Fuck, probably correct. <laughs> um, worst actress Charlize Theron. <laughs> okay, again, also bullshit. I mean, complete bullshit for like, one how reason. Dare they? For one reason and one reason alone, which I will get to in my pros and cons. Um, okay. but it was won by Cameron Diaz. For two movies, The Other Woman and Sex Tape. (laughs) Okay, correct. (laughs) Correct, but also, that's a Cameron Diaz thing. (laughs) She is fine as a human, I'm certain. And, like, a decent enough actress. But goddamn, anytime I've seen her in a starring role in anything, (laughs) that movie has been dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, poor girl. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, worst director, Seth MacFarlane, uh, won by Michael Bay for Transformers Age of Extinction. <laughs> Correct. Fuck <laughs> me. Michael Bay is garbage. Oh, my God. <laughs> garbage. 
Talk about high profile. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We sh- like, I t- highest profile. I, I, I really think we should uh, watch Razzie winners. <laughs> you know what? We should. I, like, we absolutely should. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how to work that into these other than, like, we're starting here with this one. So here we are. We. I don't know how we're going to make this happen, but we fucking will, and I'm so excited. How about the uh, Schrodinger's Patreon, which. <laughs> yes. Which, which yes. is not up, but is constantly being brought up (laughs) it right it will be like there's yeah we will we will make that happen and we will make that exist yeah that is how i feel about that um and listeners let us know if that is a thing that you want to hear and the answer is yes you do want to hear (laughs) i i know that but um (laughs) listeners just make it happen is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i we will record it just tell us you want to hear it (laughs) i i mean we're gonna do it regardless but tell us you want to hear it just because it makes us feel better anyway um (laughs) that's how i feel about that what was the fourth one um let's see uh worst screen combo seth mcfarlane and charlie theron Oh my god. <laughs> I don't okay. Which I don't understand. I, I don't know that I agree with that. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm like, ah, maybe, but also They were cute. They were. It was actually kind of weird that they were so adorable. Yeah. Like I don't I it didn't make sense to me, but I was cool with and it. And this was also right after Charlize Theron filmed Mad Max Fury Road, so she probably could use a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she was in a wig for this one. She was. Which I thought is real funny. <laughs> that was like first of all, that was the first note that popped up. That was like when I started the movie. Yep. It started with the fun fact of Charlize Theron was wearing a wig. And I'm like, is that the most important background fact of this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Is it really? Like, that's your opener? Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. And Um, and, uh, the worst screen combo was won by Kirk Cameron and his ego for Saving Christmas. Fuck me. God, I love the Razzies. The shade is real. Oh my God. That is incredible. I love the Razzies. (laughs) Yes, Queen. Also, the other reason we need to do that is because that will require us to watch Catwoman. And I am so excited for the for the real tea spilling that will occur on that day. Does that mean because there are there are movies in series that are Razzie winners. Do we? Does that mean we have to ra- have a Razzie winner series binge hell? I think so. Oh god, that means we're watching all the Transformers movies in Twilight. Oh fuck! I know. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> like I, that's fine. I was expecting that that was going to happen at some point anyway. God, I want to tear um, those. I want to tear all of those movies limb from limb. <laughs> I'm. I like. I remember, you know what? It was Linkin Park that made me like Transformers at one point. Yes. It was not, 
It had nothing to do with Transformers. New Divide slapped, but Transformers 2 was terrible. And it was also a Razzie winner. <laughs> it, w- it was... It was an this it, uh, it was new divide and what was the other one? Um, what I've done. Okay, yeah, no, both of those are still like two of my absolute favorite songs of all time. Oh yeah, so, like uh, and when I'm like sitting down to write something like super epic, yep. or like attempting to write something epic, I go immediately to those. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. Like, Chester Bennington. Huh? R.I.P. Chester Bennington. Oh, God, yeah. That, uh, oh, that was sad. At least he didn't like have to see COVID. Not that that's really helpful. <laughs> I don't know. Like That's just a small comfort that I'm taking in like certain people like not being here during this time period. Fuck, at least they didn't have to survive quarantine. <laughs> like, which, not great, but whatever. Fine. Whatever helps people sleep at night, I guess, including myself. Anyway... Um, so this thing has the longest synopsis ever. Um, I, oh, what were your expectations? Oh, I expected that this movie was going to be fucking funny. Uh, After knowing that it was nominated for four Razzies, I was not expecting much from this movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Correct. Like I didn't I didn't have many expectations other than this is going to be less racist than than Blazing Saddles, which fun fact y'all that is we were going to do Blazing Saddles and then I saw 10 minutes of it and was like, "Listen, this isn't happening. <laughs> we're not doing this one." There is a hard ER within the first, like yep. within the first few lines that were spoken. Yep. And then just the undercurrent of the first few scenes is just racism. And I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. I think it was and supposed to satirize. Scene... I think it was supposed to satirize white fragility, but that first bit was a lot. <laughs> well, but then the next scene was also like gay panic. Like, literally the next scene. Like, so as soon as they stop being, like, incredibly racist to black people and Asian people, then immediately we dive directly into, like, this, like, uh, it some wild shit about gay people. And I just, like, yeah. <laughs> that movie did not age well. No. And I, uh, whatever. So we opted for a different movie that is a uh, Western that is also not Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Can we talk about how fucking star-studded this fucking movie is? It is. There, I was not expecting, like, I, okay, I didn't look at, like, the cover or anything for this movie. Like, I had heard of this movie before, and I had remembered seeing a trailer, but for some reason, I completely fucking forgot that Liam Neeson was in this movie. Oh, yeah, like... Liam Neeson, Seth MacFarlane, Charlize Theron, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Giovanni Ribisi, who is, like, probably the richest person of all time for being in, like, Avatar and a, a few Steven Spielberg movies. Um, Neil Patrick Harris, Sarah Silverman, uh, Ewan McGregor for one scene, Ryan Reynolds for one scene, um, Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown in that one scene. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. And fucking Jamie Foxx in that last thing. I, which, 
<laughs> that was incredible. Gilbert Godfrey, dude. That Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, that made me so happy. I love how that Jamie Foxx cameo was both a Django Unchained reference and a Blazing Saddle reference. Right? <laughs> like, that, that was, oh, that was beautiful. God, that was beautiful. And also... My favorite person in this entire movie is Alex Borstein, and she was in exactly one scene. <laughs> but like, but her entire mood during the whole during that whole scene is I just appreciate her, and I feel it. <laughs> that which is like, this isn't exactly. A... <laughs> oh God, what did she say? I don't even remember the exact words. Um, she was talking about the couple. It's like, aren't we yeah, the best couple like, ever? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he was like, this isn't a um this isn't a blank type of business. We don't exactly like there's no schedule. Dentist office? Did you say dentist? I think so, yeah. That was I that line fully sent me and I had to pause it because I was laughing too hard. Like it was so funny. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into the synopsis. Um, this synopsis was updated July 22nd of 2015 to rearrange the order of the entries. I don't know why that had to happen, but I wish I fucking knew. Um, just cause I, whatever. But this thing is several paragraphs long. I'll get us started. Arizona 1882. A voiceover narrator explains that... This time in America, or sorry, that this time in the American Wild West was a dangerous and unsafe time where only the bravest survive. However, there were those that were considered by others to be in, in, uh, in, in, in quotation marks there, pussies. Um, whatever. Fine. Enter Albert Stark. Um, a meek sheep farmer who runs into the town square of Old Stump. He is set to face off against another rancher, uh, Charlie Blanche, in a gunfight because Albert owes Charlie some money. Albert does whatever he can to weasel his way out of the gunfight, even making crude gestures at their shadows. <laughs> Honestly, that bit was very funny. There was a sequence involving, um, like, which is also the, I don't know, that was weird, but he made it seem like Char like Charlie's shadow was giving him a blowjob, which was rather funny, and I, I, but also weird and not the way to get out of a meeting, or get out of a meeting, Jeez, get out of a fight, <laughs> get out of a Zoom meeting. Anyway, that's fine. Um. And when he fails to make a move, Charlie shoots Albert in the leg. Townspeople walk away, and Albert's girlfriend, Louise, looks on with disappointment. Albert and Louise have a picnic near a river where he laments the whole gunfight. Louise tells Robert, Robert, okay, Albert, <laughs> that, he want, <laughs> that she wants to break up with him and has been thinking about it for some time. She tells him he's a nice guy, but that she doesn't see the relationship going anywhere and that she needs to work on herself. She leaves him alone, despite him telling her he loves her. We move to a saloon slash brothel 
we're a church-going shoe repairman. <laughs> Just great description of this man. Um, named Edward is eagerly awaiting his girlfriend, Ruth, with a flower. Ruth is a prostitute in the middle of having sex with a man. Rather loudly. That's not in here, but I'm I'm adding that because that's necessary and worth it. Um, the brothel's manager, Millie, a.k.a. Alex Borstein, the only person I'm going to call out during this, anyway, um, asks Edward if he's okay with the fact, with this fact, and he remains firm in his love for her. Ruth comes downstairs to go out with Edward, though Millie tells her that she has to come back because a frequent customer wants to do anal. <laughs> I'm so pleased that wants to do anal is in one of these. Yeah. Like, is in a synopsis and that we get to talk about it. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, that's <laughs> funny to me. All right. <laughs> that night, Albert joins Edward and Ruth at the saloon as he laments losing Louise. Ruth tells him that he's got a lot to live for, but Albert begins a rant on how living on the frontier sucks because literally everything out there can kill someone. Whether it's the hungry animals, drunk people, or even going to the bathroom, Albert feel, <laughs> fears for his life. <laughs> he points out that the miners eating spicy ribs can die from their own farts, and that actually happens. <laughs> Albert takes it a step further to point out that the mayor of the town has been lying dead outside for three days and nobody has noticed. To drive this point hilarious. Yes. <laughs> to drive this point home, two wolves come out and drag the mayor's body away to be eaten. Albert ends up getting drunk and riding his horse to Louise's home to win her back, but doesn't work. By the way, that rant, if I ever decide to do theater again, that will be my audition monologue. Honestly, yeah, because yeah. Not a single part of it was wrong, and I just, <laughs> and it also, that whole rant is specifically the, like, the exact, like, response I have to whenever people, like, sort of romanticize the films that we previously talked about, aka the last three um, yeah. that we previously talked about. I'm like, mm-hmm. everything out there wants you dead. It's like living in Australia, goddammit. <laughs> where every living thing wants you fucking dead and even the inanimate objects would like to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, goddamn. Um, The next day, outside town, an old man is riding his carriage in his carriage with his dog, Plugger, holding a piece of gold. Coming in fast are a group of outlaws led by... <laughs> Land pirates. <laughs> I'm deceased. Uh, led by the notorious Clinch Leatherwood, which also, weird name, but all right, fine. Um, he haggles the old man for his gold and then tells him to pull out his gun so that he can take it from him fairly without robbing him. The old man does so and. Clinch says they will shoot on three. However, Clinch shoots on two and kills the old man despite protests from his wife, Anna Barnes, or at least Theron. I will call her out mainly because she's awesome. Um, Clinch dismisses her and grabs the old man's help. Uh, old man's help? Jesus. Old man's map to old stump. The outlaws split up and Anna beckons the old man's dog to follow her. 
Edward comes over to Albert's home as he wakes up in the afternoon to his grumpy father, George, and his abused, non-responsive mother, Elsie. Albert asks Edward why he isn't with Ruth having sex, but as it turns out, since both Edward and Ruth are Christians, they are waiting until marriage to have sex. Albert is confused, but he walks with Edward to see the ice being delivered from Boston. They can <laughs> spot they then spot Louise out with her new man, a wealthy and mustachioed businessman named Foy. Albert is enraged and when he sees him kissing, but then goes with... <laughs> I cannot speak today. I am so sorry. Please edit all of my flubs. Um, oh, well, <laughs> don't worry. It's fine. I'm, I'm clearly struggling as well. Okay, I'm going to just begin that again. All right, if you want. Albert is enraged when he sees them kissing, but then goes with Edward to see the giant block of ice being delivered. As he explains to Edward why the ice is so big, the rope holding the ice snaps and the block of ice crushes a man's head, to Albert and Edward's horror and disgust. At church, the pastor introduces Anna and her outlaw brother, Lewis. Albert goes into a store that can help him grow facial hair, but he is mocked by Foy at this attempt and then rubs it in his face that he is having sex with Louise. I will continue on with this next one because that was one sentence. Okay. Um, oh. Later that night in the saloon, a cowboy, the pastor's son, bumps into Lewis spilling his drink. Lewis demands that the cowboy get him a new drink. The cowboy pours Lewis a shot, but then he puts his cigar in it. Lewis responds by shooting the man, instigating a crazy bar brawl. Um, also, the, the speed with which that changed was so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was instantaneous and everybody was beating the shit out of each other and it was incredible. Um... The men violently and brutally attack each other, breaking arms and stabbing throats. <laughs> Sorry, breaking arms and stabbing throats. That's my next album. Anyway. <laughs> While Albert and Edward pretend to fight so that nobody goes after them, giving the impression of really fast hands. <laughs> Albert sees two men almost fall over on top of Anna, who was pouring herself a drink, but he jumps in and saves her. He takes her out of the saloon and walks with her. They sit by a cliff as she rolls him a cigarette. He bemoans to her the whole situation with Louise, though Anna thinks Albert is a nice guy and that Louise missed out. A diamondback snake then slithers past them, and they keep still to avoid being bitten. Anna then convinces Albert to take her to the fair over the weekend to make Louise jealous. Um, do you want me to take the next one because it's really short? Sure. Cool. Anna visits Louis in jail, telling him he's stupid for getting himself in there, and then boasts that she'll be happy the day that Clinch dies. Louis warns her not to talk like that. About her husband. Anyway, yeah. um, on the day of the fair, Albert walks uh, with Anna and points out that people can even die at the fair. This is proven correct when a photographer sets himself on fire and the couple, oh, and the couple he was taking a picture of, prompting two men to shoot them with their rifles. Albert and Anna then see Louise and Foy after exchanging banter. Albert 
uh, challenges Foy <laughs> to the shooting range in exchange for some money. Um, well, I like this next sentence, just the way it's written. Um, they play a very racist shooting game called Runaway Slave. You can guess the objective. I just appreciate that bit. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Okay, yeah. Anyway. And Foy shoots six targets with six shots. Albert goes up and shoots nothing. Obvious. In my opinion, making him a better person. But fine. Um. Anyway. Anna then steps in to make the challenge more interesting. She opts to go as fast as the game can go so Foy can give Albert a dollar. She tells the operator to go at the fastest speed, hitting each target to everyone's surprise. Foy gives up his dollar, and the townspeople express their shock at seeing a whole dollar. Foy continues to mock Albert, so he challenges him to a gun duel the next day. Foy accepts, but Albert immediately regrets that decision. I have to say my one issue with that is the is the runaway slave game um yeah. is already out of date because they haven't been slaves at that point for about thir- like not 30 years, like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> which I just I don't know. I found that was like a weird time anomaly where I was like, wait yeah. a goddamn second. And then I'm like, eh, whatever. It doesn't really fucking matter. Um, also, it's the West. And also, like, whatever. Anyway, those are my main points. <laughs> All right. Anna decides to teach Albert how to shoot properly. She sets up some tin cans for him to shoot at, but he cannot hit a single target. He gets one shot after a bunch of tries and continuously fails to shoot anything, even at close range. As time passes, he gets gradually better at hitting some targets. Anna rewards him with a pot cookie, which he is hesitant to take because he can't handle drugs, but he eats it anyway, and the two of them watch the sunset while they're both high. Uh, The next one is three lines. I'll also take that. (laughs) Sounds good. The sheriff goes to give Lewis his meal for the night, but then he gets taken down in the cell and Lewis kills him leaving him with the opportunity to escape. The two of them go to a barn dance. (laughs) Oh, God. Go to a barn dance on the eve of the gunfight, with Anna sporting an outfit that is supposed to to simulate a big ass, which is not exactly the point of those, but all right, fine. That's okay. (laughs) Um, Like, kind of, but whatever. It's the silhouette, not so much the actual ass. Anyway. Fashion fashion knowledge from me. Anyway, again, they spot Foy and Louise together right before the Sweetheart's dance begins. Foy tells the band leader to play a song that boasts the joys of having a mustache, humiliating Albert since he can't grow one or even afford to grow one. Anna offers to grab some whiskey for them, which she does by tricking the bartender um, into making him think that his fly is open, which was honestly just a beautiful little small moment. Um, Before leaving with Albert, Anna puts a laxative in a drink for Foy and tricks him into taking it. She then tells Louise that 
she's an idiot for letting Albert go and then makes fun of her big eyes, which was <laughs> hilarious. Amanda <laughs> sees it in her bug true. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> very fucking true. I've thought that every time that I've looked at that woman's face. <laughs> like, the first time I saw her was when Veronica Mars was still on, mm-hmm. which is like, a while ago. Oh, actually, no. Fuck. It was when I saw Debs, which was another movie that we're definitely going to watch, by the way, because um, I'm certain it won a Razzie. It was like <laughs> okay. a lesbian spy thriller. Not thriller. Oh, it was God. a lesbian spy comedy. It was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but okay. like at the time, at the time, <laughs> it was funny. I don't know that it yeah. that it's held up, but at the time, fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, Albert and Anna drink and bond, and then he gets one of the sheep to bring in a photograph of a man smiling, which is considered insane since nobody smiles when taking photographs. And one must be insane to smile in a place like the West. Albert goes in and kisses Anna, but he apologizes for it. He takes her back to her hotel, and she kisses him back. Unfortunately, Lewis has seen everything. Aw, shit. Um, Albert, as Albert rides home, he spots a glowing light coming from the barn. From a barn. He opens up the barn. <laughs> he opens up the door to investigate and finds Doc Brown <laughs> from Back to the Future working on the DeLorean. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, Those movies this is are one on of here, the by the sections way. that's completely the fuck pointless, and we could have skipped this, but we're talking it's about great. it anyway. It's wonderful. Right? Doc hides it and tells Albert it's just a weather experiment. Another <laughs> reference to Back to the Future. Fuck. I'm, like, I'm crying. That was so funny. Um, Albert leaves, and Doc exclaims, Great Scott. On the morning of the gunfight, Anna gets a knock on her door. Thinking it's Albert, she smiles and walks over, only to find it's Clinch. Albert stands in the town while <laughs> town square waiting. Oh my god. Again, can't fucking speak. Oh my god. Albert stands in the town square awaiting Foy for the gunfight who comes out staggering, still suffering from the constant bowel movements. He's not finished, apparently, and he takes a man's hat to crap in it, and then a second hat to finish the job. When Foy gets ready, Albert drops his belt and gun to say that he doesn't want to do this. He tells Louise he cares about her, but she can have Foy now that he personally feels he's moved on. He goes to Anna's hotel room and doesn't find her there, but most of her stuff is lying around. He goes to the bar with Edward and Ruth, thinking he has been abandoned once again, when Clinch shows up and announces that (laughs) announces that somebody (laughs) has been seen kissing his wife. He brings in Anna, and Albert puts two and two together. Clinch asks who is the man responsible for it, he asks a nearby cowboy, Ryan Reynolds, in a sign like cameo, and he shoots him. <laughs> yep. 
God damn. The cameos of this movie were great, but I will yep. say that is the only one I did not notice. Really? <laughs> yeah, I completely fucking missed it, and I don't know how I missed it, but I did. Nice. Anyway, like I like I missed that it was Ryan Reynolds. Like I saw the moment. I just don't I missed that it was him. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Um Clinch grabs Anna to take and takes her away, forcing her to reveal the identity of the man who kissed her. Or he will shoot the dog. AKA Plugger. Uh yes. Whatever. I just said the dog because I mean we I whatever. Anyway. She admits it was Albert. Um, Clinch take turns his back to take his clothes off and have sex with Anna, but she grabs a rock and whacks him over the head with it. Uh, she goes to hop on her horse, but sees Clinch with his pants down and sticks a daisy in his bare ass. <laughs> I just... Okay. Oh, fun thing about that. Fun fact, uh, that was a butt double because, and I quote, <laughs> and I quote Liam Neeson, I hate my Irish ass. Um, that is literally <laughs> what he said. There is an article on it, and it was fucking hilarious. Anyway. Um, I was about to say, also, Liam Neeson would have a way more toned ass. I would imagine, but I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I know nothing about Liam Neeson's ass, and I don't really care to, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, she goes to reunite with Albert, but he's packing his stuff, feeling like another woman's, another woman he's loved has disappointed him. Anna tries to tell him that she loved him, but he doesn't want to listen since she lied to him. She leaves, but warns Albert that Clinch always shoots on two. Clinch goes by Albert's farm to look for him with Lewis and another goon. Albert hides among his sheep, where one of them pisses on him. With important for later. <laughs> with, a, with a bizarrely human penis. <laughs> which I felt I had feelings about, but that's fine. It was horrifying. That's what yes, it was. Yes, it was. Correct. So those were my feelings about it. Yep. <laughs> Before he manages to ride away on his horse. Clint shoots at Albert and rides after him. Albert manages to ride over the train tracks before the train passes and then hops on the train to escape. He takes the horse far away before a rock is thrown at his head and he is knocked unconscious. Meanwhile... Edward and Ruth decide to consummate their relationship since Clint's presence has worked that has worried fuck oh my god since <laughs> since Clint's presence has them worried for their lives Edward sees Ruth's vagina for the first time his first vagina ever uh making him nervous they proceed to ha to start having sex until Anna knocks at the door asking to hide Lewis barges in, but he doesn't find Anna. She climbs out the window um, of Edward's place and sees Clint standing before her, holding the daisy that she put <laughs> in his ass. Great scene. <laughs> correct. Oh, shit. This is a long one. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. This is the Native American part. So, yeah, this is the, the this is the really long paragraph. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Albert wakes up to find himself tied to a pole 
He sees he is surrounded by the Indian Apache tribe. The Apache chief, uh, Cochis. Cochise. Okay. We'll go Cochise. Why not? All right. Orders someone to burn Albert because he is part of the other white asshole group. <laughs> I love that is literally what he said. Yeah. That was beautiful. But Albert surprises them when he speaks their language, admitting that he studied a lot in his spare time. I would like to add that he said, I'm an asshole, but I'm a nerdy asshole. <laughs> yeah, which I loved. As It was wonderful. That was gorgeous. Ugh. I love to see a nerdy protagonist. (laughs) The Indians take him down, believing they can trust him simply because he speaks their language. They sit him around a campfire and give him a drink to help him achieve the courage to confront his problems. He is given a bowl to drink from, but he drinks the whole thing, which was supposed to be, for the tribe, a nod at colonial white men? Yep. And also yeah. fully the funniest, the the thing, was that, so, like, I know that that's not technically ayahuasca, but, like, that I'm pretty sure was what that was supposed to be referencing. Definitely. Like, drug-wise, <laughs> like, I, and that is a thing that I would like to look up to see if the Apaches have something similar, just because that part made me feel a little weird. I they 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 definitely had hallucinogenics. Oh, okay. That makes me feel a bit better then. Yeah, I remember reading somewhere. I think it was either mushrooms or some other plant. Oh, so this is just mushroom tea <laughs> slash soup for the whole. Yeah, I, I don't remember which one, tribe. but they definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I don't remember which one, but they definitely had hallucinogenics. Fabulous. I feel better. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because uh, ayahuasca's a continent away. Exactly. <laughs> that was that yeah. was my thing. I was like, fuck, that's an indigenous people's thing from over there, which is a full yeah. thing away, which would be the only docking point that I would give this on racism. Like, especially uh, this scene, because, like, I felt this scene was done incredibly well with the exception of, like, that one point. But also knowing yeah. they had hallucinogenics and they didn't specifically say ayahuasca, I feel better about yeah. it. Uh, fun fact, I actually met a witch doctor who prescribed microdoses of ayahuasca to his clients. Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> I say uh, that yeah. because the vomiting freaks me out, but that's fine. Oh, that is only if you trip on it. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. It is really fucking bitter. <laughs> oh, God. I would never, but that's just me. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, just referencing that time I uh, spent a month in South America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Meeting that witch doctor was awesome. Um, Albert then has a tricky, tricky, trippy (laughs) dream sequence. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that to you. (laughs) (laughs) But that that was funny, and that made me smile. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) All right. Oh, hang on, random yawn. Okay. Um, Where he flashes back to his childhood, where his father didn't care that he was born, and then tricked him into pulling putting his tooth under his pillow as a child for the tooth fairy to come only to find a pile of horse shit under the pillow. Funny because the tooth fairy is horse shit. Uh, he calls his, he recalls his graduation from high school. I accidentally scrawled a bunch up. So give me a minute. Graduation from school where Abraham Lincoln played by Gilbert Gottfried. I'm going to say that again. 
Abraham Lincoln, played by Gilbert Gottfried. Fuck yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I do appreciate that they referenced that they don't think that was Abraham Lincoln, because I'm pretty sure by that time, he was long fucking dead. I... Was he? Yes, he was. Yeah, it was... 1882? It had, yeah, it had to have been, like, at least whatever. Anyway, that's fine. Because th- this was post-slavery, so that meant post-Lincoln. Well, yeah, didn't he die? He died after the... Thi- it was shortly after, though. You're right. Never mind. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Logistics. Because, of course, a theater actor would kill a president because of the end of slavery. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because theater actors like to use people anyway. Hashtag uh, not that I don't anyway. Not not that I have any ill will towards thespians whatsoever. Uh, um, <laughs> specifically, white male th- thespians. Ooh, I am <laughs> screaming every dispute that I have with <laughs> white dudes. Typically, tends to be about this. But it's fine. Theater. <laughs> Yay. Abraham Lincoln, played by Gilbert Gottfried, made a loud and crude speech. Then Albert sees himself in a field with Anna, chastising Lewis for letting Albert go, along with the big eyes comment showing Louise with larger bug eyes. That was amazing. <laughs> Hilarious. God, I forgot that I liked Seth MacFarlane's satire. Um, right? <laughs> He's not bad at it. He is not bad at it. I feel like we, we, like, I mean, Family Guy is still on the air, and I think that that means something. Yeah, last time I watched Family Guy, it was when Peter Griffin had, like, a Dragon Ball Z-style fight with Donald Trump. (gasps) And it, it, and (laughs) within, within that scene, they literally called upon everything. And it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> I'm. I will. I will I'm, send it to you after. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. I'm so excited. <laughs> when a group of sheep that sound like Foy all gather and sing the mustache song, the door appears with a sheep voiced by Patrick Stewart. By the way, another fucking cameo that I spotted. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Commands Albert to open the door when he's ready. The handle is a snake which hisses at Albert, but he grabs it and opens it to see Anna in a wedding dress waiting for him. This has been a long day of me doing nothing, so I'm exhausted. Truly safe, but also <laughs> I drove at least around the county. Yeah. He he walks through the door to see nothing but a condor with Clinch's face swooping down at him. He shoots at it and then kicks it in the balls. He snaps out of the hallucination and realizes he's found the courage to do what he needs to do. Albert thanks the Indians and rides off. Holy shit, that entire scene was really something. (laughs) It really was. It was probably one of the best scenes of the movie. Yep. (laughs) Like, I mean... Whatever, yeah. Alright, next morning, Clinch holds Anna hostage in the town square waiting for Albert. Albert shows up for the gunfight challenge, forcing Clint to release Anna. They draw their guns, and remembering what Anna said, Albert shoots Clinch um, in the side of the arm after one. Clinch suits the gun out of Albert's hands, then prepares to kill him. Albert buys himself time... Um, 
Jesus, by asking him to spare Anna, even though she lied to him. And then he does a goofy, quote, Islamic death chant before he dies. I, okay, other mildly problematic thing, but also... I, it was kind of funny. It was like, I, only somewhat fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's like, uh, ooh, <laughs> cringe, boy. funny, but like that was still kind of funny. But yeah. anyway, um, Clint then starts to feel weak, and he collapses to the floor. He, Albert, reveals that Indians taught him to extract venom from the diamondback snake and laced the bullet with it because smart. Um, also a thing that a that a nerdy asshole would think of. Yep. Uh, it, it fits in with the character. He knew he wasn't going to hit Clinch properly, so he managed to graze him. Thinking he's come up with a bold speech, Edward and Ruth spoil Albert's excitement by telling him that Clinch is already dead. With him out of the picture, Anna runs back into Albert's arms. Louise comes over hoping to make up with Albert, but he blows her off to be with Anna. They walk away, with Anna telling him that there's a reward for the man that took Clinch down. Albert uses it to buy a whole bunch of sheep, (laughs) spreading through over a hundred yards. Anna stays with with him and they kiss among their sheep oh that's me um before the end credits roll a new contender shows up for the runaway slave game and it's Django Jamie Foxx in another cameo (laughs) he takes out his gun and instead shoots the game operator saying people die at the fair after the credits he asks for a white woman to join him Which is also specifically just a Jamie Foxx thing, but like that's fine. That anyway. was that was also a Blazing Saddles reference. Oh, totally. Like that was yeah. It yeah. Anyway, um, oh god, I. So that's this movie, which Jesus that was a Christ. Lot, but fuck, this movie is so good. Like I loved this movie from start to finish. I had such a good time. I loved it, and I absolutely am going to watch this again. Yeah, it gets I'm... a Star Three watchability. Just spoiler alert. <laughs> Fuck yeah, God. So, yes. so pros and cons. Uh, so mildly problematic moment with the um, with uh, I would almost call it light Islamophobia, yeah. like which isn't really like. I don't know how to fit that in other than like I cuz I don't know what you would have done there. Yeah. Like I can think like nothing else would really hit as well unless you really Oh, actually no. There is something that would have hit I think just as well, which is ooh, Jesus, which is if you said I have to say a specific Bible verse before I die. <laughs> which actually might have been a very fun reference that they could have made to the movie that we talked about a few movies ago that I couldn't fucking stand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pulp fiction, Pulp fiction. I mean. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I, that, that would have been a great one to include there, and I think um, that was a missed opportunity slightly, but other than that, like, 
that was a missed opportunity for an actual good thing. I would also like to point out that when he was quote unquote speaking uh, the um, indigenous language, uh, he absolutely said the words Milikunis, yes. uh, which I was <laughs> funny, but also that it mm, yeah. not really here for that that kind of exploitation. Just that little bit was off. Um, also, there's this wild thing of like just using Native Americans and their mysticism as a plot point, which I dislike. Mm. But like, uh, it could have I been done way worse. To be honest with you, compared to Blazing Saddles, I'm gonna I'm fine with it <laughs> by comparison. <laughs> like, and. I don't know. It was that part didn't sit well, but also I was like, eh, fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. But other than that, like, I didn't really have any cons other than I would have loved, I would love just a movie that is straight up the brothel. <laughs> yes. Just like, skits I involving just... that shenanigans. Oh, God, that would have been great. Uh, any so. cut scenes involving the brothel and Alex Bro- Alex Borstein. Yes. Um, AKA, uh, uh, oh God, what's the fu- what's the mom's name? What? In family Guy. Um, Lois. Lois, yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> her? Lois. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Alex Borstein is Lois. That's and awesome. she was also in Catwoman, fun fact. She like she was the best character in literally all of <laughs> in that whole fucking movie, which really isn't that complicated. All right, but, so yeah. my pros and cons. Um, so people who say that they were born in the wrong decade or era is my biggest pet peeve. So thank God there's a movie satirizing that mentality. Yes, uh, God. that is my pro. Uh, <laughs> my same. my con and this goes back to something about Charlize Theron um, in the first scene that she is in her accent changes three times oh shit I didn't even notice that it first <laughs> is a southern drawl then goes British for about three words and then oh to my. American <laughs> that's odd I ha- can only imagine that is because she is South African I guess, but also, like, yeah. <laughs> She's also a well-trained actress, and that shouldn't be happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, Um. so my con is Charlize Theron's triple accent. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> like, fair enough. I will say, Razzies, that that doesn't necessarily warrant that, because every other scene she was great in. Yes. Um, I also think that she's an incredibly good comedic actress, when we like we don't see her in that kind of role very often mm-hmm. like i if i had to think of the role that we probably as like a culture think of her most in it would probably be monster okay um <laughs> because true crime um and like i feel like and even with that movie like I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I just never think of like her as a comedic actress, and I feel like she should do more comedies. Um, and actually, like she might do more comedies, and I have no idea. I have, don't really pay attention to her film canon, but like, hopefully, she does more comedies because she is funny. She's got good comedic timing. Yes. 
So, shall we get on with ratings? Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Uh, plot. Gets a star for me. Fuck yeah. Uh, I it was this one the, long time. That plot summary doesn't, because it was long as fuck. Yeah, but. it was really thorough, but uh, the plot for this movie was fun. It was very fun. Not, oh, a, yeah. not a waste of moment for that one. Uh, pacing. Also get the star. Okay. I think this moved quite quite quickly and was able to fit a lot in it. Um, <laughs> Without being boring either at yeah. any point. Yeah. So good. Because um, oh. like when we were when we were getting to the Foy uh, duel, it was like halfway through the movie. I'm like, wait a minute. We still have like the other half. Holy shit. Oh, uh, yeah. I will <laughs> say, actually, the only thing I would also dock points for just going back to cons is yeah. um, that gag was way too fucking long and made me horrifically uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but I like other than that, like, that's a personal thing for me. I just I that's like it's not even toilet humor is specifically shitting humor. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I can't deal with it. Like, I, I don't know. I also just listened to an episode of the Beef and Dairy Network wherein it was talking about like cow shit. Oh, no. Like, and I was just like the whole time I'm like, I love this podcast, but what the like. I cannot deal with the fact that they are talking about cow shit just repeatedly, but it's fine. Anyway, yeah, that gag was a little too long, but other than that, everything is fine. Yeah. Um, acting characters, uh, because of Charlize Theron's triple accent, no. <laughs> oh my God. No, it I'm doesn't. I'm giving it a yes, but more for everybody else. <laughs> Like, if also, your first scene involves a triple accent, no. <laughs> but I feel like, the, wasn't it just that one? It was, but that was, like, right from the get-go. That's your first impression. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. <laughs> so, I, no, but that's fair. I'm still giving it a point. <laughs> I, I love Charlize Theron, but... Uh, oof. I have a dialect coach. <laughs> I... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she was probably like, I don't need this. I can do this. No, you I, can't. <laughs> I wonder if it was also direction. Pop? Maybe. Like, as in, like, direction and also how that scene is cut. True. That could also be direction. Be, yeah. Like, more specifically, actually, I would think it was cuts of the scene. Just simply knowing how shoots and reshoots work. Yeah, so I'm I'm actually just not going to give it a uh, star for directing either. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I mean, I also I a little bit feel the same on directing, but not because like I don't know. It would feel weird to give it that. I mean, like he, Seth MacFarlane is a voiceover director. Oh yeah, no, actually, then specifically for that, then yeah, yeah, like he he knows better. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And he's working with, like, a lot of people that he's worked with before. Yeah. I don't know. It does It does a little bit have the vibe of, like, my friends and I are making this film. Yes. <laughs> my friends and I are making this movie, and we hope you enjoy it, but also we don't really give a shit if you liked us. We had a great fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel good about. I do feel yes. good about the fact that they clearly had fun making it, but, like, I'll give it a half a point on that. Um, I'll give it a half a point on that. 
Um, specifically for clearly making the atmosphere behind the scenes very fun and that sort of leaning into, like, that sort of moving over into the movie. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, four. Writing. Uh, yeah, this this gets a star for writing. These jokes were hilarious. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, God, that rant. Yep. I'm wondering how much of that was improv <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Which then would make me not give it a point for writing more because improv doesn't like I don't know that I count improv as writing, <laughs> sort of by definition. Yeah, that's more of a an acting point. <laughs> yeah, which like I mean, <laughs> even then I'm still probably gonna give it a point regardless. Like it was very good. Uh. So soundtrack, no, I. I couldn't I couldn't even remember if the soundtrack was good or not, so it doesn't get a star for that. I'm gonna give it half a point because soundtrack the soundtrack includes that mustache song. <laughs> and I have not stopped thinking about that mustache. Oh, mustache. Oh, mustache. <laughs> if you've only got a mustache. I've I can't. <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm internally screaming. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, directing uh, for me, no, because uh, of before aforementioned points. <laughs> yeah, we got that one already. So that yeah. one, that one for me was a half. So fuck, I think I've only not given it one of them technically, but I don't remember which one it was. No, wait, no, I gave it. I gave it one for acting though. Never mind. Just kidding. All right. Uh, cinematography for me. Uh, yes, this movie was fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the colors. Holy shit! I lived for like it was so colorful, even if it was set in like a time where everything was drab. It was like regular but colorful. Like, what cameras were they fucking using? Right? Like, this and is I the clearest on, movie. <laughs> I was watching on a tiny screen, too, and yet yeah. somehow I was like, this is detailed. Shit, yeah. I love it. So, uh, Immersion, did we stay engaged? For me? Uh, absolutely, yeah. This was a fun-as-fuck movie. <laughs> I, I didn't want to miss a single joke. I cackled and had to pee numerous times because of laughter. So there's that. Um, so yes. Uh, rewatchability. Yeah, I, I yeah. think this is a, this is a fun uh, movie to pull out at parties. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Oh my god! Yes, the entire, our entire like rewatchability for me. Also, the sub thing under that is: Would I bring this to the rest of the group and tell them? watch this and we like let's all watch this together while we drink tasty cocktails oh god um, yes and yeah i would totally bring this into our group chat and be like yeah no we're we're all getting together and this is what we're gonna watch and we're gonna have a good time because <laughs> it's like it it's fun but it's not also like a serious thing that you have to like set aside time for yeah and like if you miss anything chances are it like they'll bring it up again and not in but not in a beat your head beat you over the head with it kind of way. Okay. Yeah. Uh let's see. Uh, overall enjoyability. Um yes. Yes, Fuck yes, yeah. yes. Fuck yeah. 
I yes. I guess technically for me it only lost one point, so I'm giving it a nine. I'm giving it a seven. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I I had such a good time. I really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> it's just so nice. <laughs> and this is this is what I'm saying about comedies and why like why it's annoying that this list that that the um that the list doesn't include like that doesn't like leave room for that good feeling yeah <laughs> and that's like what feels so weird to say like as soon as oh, I finish it doesn't that, like, feel good like it doesn't let you just feel good about shit and I'm like damn that's like the biggest shade i've ever thrown at a list um but like yeah like it doesn't like if that list is all about prestige and whatnot, then like yeah. comedies aren't going to wind up there because comedies aren't about prestige usually. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I say that, but I'm actually pretty sure Monty Python might be on here. It is. Yeah. With that being the one notable exception. <laughs> that is the one exception. Uh, Monty Python of the Holy Grail. Um. <laughs> Like, that being one of those things that can be both comedic and very prestige, but, like, I don't... That doesn't usually happen, and I think we do ourselves a a disservice with only looking at things like that, so I'm glad we're going to be looking at some comedies periodically. Yeah. Brighten the mood for this podcast, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. I'm excited. I also can't wait for the time that we covered Drop Dead Gorgeous, um, <laughs> because I'm I'm just excited to call the Wine and Crime gals to come and visit with us while we watch that. Um, okay. Oh yeah, of course I would. Like first, they're they literally mention it in every single one of their episodes, <laughs> literally every single one, <laughs> and I love it. I have never seen that movie though. <laughs> So it'll be just real nice to, like, understand the references. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway. So, um, if y'all enjoyed this, which I am, I am certain you did, um, check us out on social media. And, um, there is a function on, um, our thing, on our, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, via our podcast distributor um, that allows us to have a tip jar and private feeds. Um, mm-hmm. So by the time this comes out, because I think this comes out in two weeks, um, there will be another one of these probably in the feed, which uh, um, it I'm... Um, um, fuck, there was a thing I was going to say there. Oh, which may or may not be Captain Marvel depending on uh whether or not we decide to record that. It's fine. Um <laughs> um but e- like this is just uh this is exciting. Um so but yeah, regular feed though, uh uh check back in Friday. Um we we're, we're here to kick off your week with something fun and funny and and laughing and and niceties which people definitely need on a Monday. So there's that. Um, and then, you know, on Friday, we'll, uh, we'll uh, be talking about uh, 
Oh, fuck. I forgot what the movie is. Um, uh, we are talking about for Fight Club next time. We're talking about Fight Club. All right. Uh, so fucking Fight Club, y'all. Be fucking That's prepared. Next. Oh, God. My, Check oh, out Friday. God, there are so oh. many hot takes for, uh, for, for Fight Club. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm excited because I, I currently have no takes because I have not watched it yet. Oh, but, boy. <laughs> um, I'm very, like, I'm excited to watch it. My one, like, fun anecdote for that movie that I will say now, just for the simple reason of, like, it doesn't actually matter and I'm never going to bring it up again. Um, <laughs> my... Um, my first college roommate, like that, his claim to fame was that he low key looked like Edward Norton. Okay. And uh, oh god, there's a fun fact that I will tell you off air about that lovely gentleman. Okay. Um, he is still my friend on Facebook, and there's a solid chance he might eventually listen to this. Who the fuck knows? I want to blow up his spot like this. Granted, he might like the advertisement, but whatever. Um, anyway. This, if y'all, y'all stay tuned for some fun and exciting shit. We will have a good time (laughs) talking about things. Um, Check us out on Twitter. Um, Check out the hashtag, hashtag movie Monday. And, uh, you know, be well, do as much good work as you possibly can. Um, Turn up if you've got a mustache and, uh, Stay safe out there. Turn up if you've got a mustache. Jesus. Turn up to mustache. <laughs> ah, mustache. Ah, mustache. Uh, that's I'm not. I can't. Anyway, um, I actually I'm pretty sure that song is literally on like it. I think it's in uh the Apple Store. Like I'm pretty sure that song on its own is in the Apple Store. I mean, I imagine it would be on the film's soundtrack. Oh yeah. If y'all don't groom your mustaches while listening to that song, you are doing yourself and everybody else in the world a disservice. So do that just because I I cannot think of another song that involves mustaches. <laughs> Like basically listen to that and then like anything by Queen just thinking about um <laughs> thinking about that man's stash. Um anyway. Uh yeah, but yeah, we'll talk to y'all on Friday. Check back in with us. We'll see y'all then. All bye. right. Bye-bye.